0: It's back. It's back for me. It's new to you. Queer Eye. Um, original show came out in 2003 on Bravo. It's called Queer Eye for the Straight Guy.
1: Yeah, I never saw that one.
0: It ran for a few seasons. It was hot at the time. I still enjoy watching the show. I have to go back and look at the old episodes. So the new Queer Eye is making a big splash because, as Netflix does... They put out the 2018 version. They're not doing a whole lot of advertising, if any. They're letting people find programs on the platform. And what, a couple of days ago, you were off to do it? I've,
1: I've seen some billboards for it. Though, have right? you? Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, around LA, we would. Yeah. But like probably on network TV, you're not seeing just a shit ton of like, they're, just, they're not carpet bombing with ads. Um,. And so I, I found this, you know, on Netflix. It was kind of like one of those early mornings. I'm just, I'm like, oh, Queer Eye. I love the original. I'm just going to, it's in my hot and trending queue on Netflix. I start playing it, and then I was like, holy shit. It's kind of like the old show in that they have a person that they're going to give them a makeover in all aspects of their life. But where this show goes is they go to there. They get political. um, They talk about religion. They talk about uh They talk about politics, they talk about gay-in-the-closet issues and being out. And I think that they were saying in the opening of the show that 2003's version through 2005, whatever, their whole theme was tolerance, and this theme of this show is acceptance.
1: So in in the original ones, they did the – like the physical – yeah. like the haircut, and then also the the cloth clothing and, and the, the lifestyle and the, food and, the food
0: and they did all they did all of the same things they're doing wow. on the new one.
1: I thought it was just sort of like a just a general makeover.
0: No, thing. no, no. I'm, see, and they only had like a day with the person, so like you can imagine. Because let's go through who the Fab Five is. Five is now. So on fashion, you get Tan France. On design, you've got Bobby Burke. On culture, you've got Karamo Brown. On food and wine, you've got Anthony. Let's just call him Anthony uh, Porowski. And then grooming is Jonathan Van Ness. Oh my God, who doesn't love Jonathan? And then the old Fab Five, and it's not old. The original flavor you had on fashion: Carson Kressley. You had design was Tom Felicia. Culture was uh, Jay Rodriguez. And then food and wine was Tom Allen. Grooming was and, uh Douglas. So those guys had a day. Roughly a day.
1: That's it.
0: To and can you imagine, poor Tom Felicia? He had to overhaul someone's house in a fucking day. So even though Bobby does work, you know, seven, a full seven days on most of these uh, updos. I mean, that's still you see what Bobby is doing, and he's getting to do a lot. And I see that there's a budget there. I feel like you know, back in 2003, Bravo didn't give. Queer Eye much of a budget at least first season I think the
1: budget's got bigger they got that Netflix money now they got
0: that Netflix money y'all so this group this Fab Five has more of an opportunity to spend you know a lot of time with these guys you know eight hours a day for eight days in a row you're going to get to know these people and it's everybody's talking about it because it's not just your typical makeover show it's not even, for me, it's a real reality show because they're, they're going straight up into deep MAGA country in a very divided nation. Even when they're in the city of Atlanta, there's this ever presence of where we are. Um, and each one of these stories has a lot to talk about of where we are in America. And my opinion, this is what we need right now. I think this is the kind of show that we re- need right now. We are so divided, you know, with good reasons sometimes. Well, but, uh,
1: just ju- you know, jumping yeah. ahead, the, yeah. uh, uh, in the season finale, the, the, uh, the guy on that one. Jeremy Holmes. He, he even says that. Yeah. He's like, we are so divided right now.
0: I would have never said yeah. that I would call five gay men a blessing because it's not really tolerated in our culture around here. And he said what Tom Jackson, our first guy did, you can't fix ugly, and what Corey Waldrop said, he goes, I love you guys. Those yeah. three men who were probably completely now I don't know Tom Jackson's politics. Corey is a MAGA guy, a cop,
1: you know. <laughs> he had that uh the Trump Pence thing. Yeah,
0: and Karama turned it around and goes back. He's like to <laughs> each its own. And then, you know, Jeremy Holmes, you know, th- these guys you know fire department in Covington, uh, Georgia, these places where You know, this is mega country. But I also, being a Southerner who, I wouldn't call myself a liberal. I'm certainly not uh, a right-wing person. I'm a moderate to conservative and have left views on what it depends on the thing. I don't jump in boxes and say I'm a this. I also can see the flaws in maybe somebody I voted for a lot of flaws and be able to call bullshit on that. So I'm trying to find the center a lot of times with people. One of the things I'm trying not to do in life is just blanket call Trumpers names and see them all the same way because I know guys like Corey. I went to high school with guys like Corey and they'll give you the shirt off their back you know, and we can't just we can't assume because Corey's a cop and he's got that look and he's, you know, I'm, I'm following him now on Instagram, by the way. And, you know, he's that good old boy cop, goes to Talladega, you know, has a good time. And, you know, he's probably got some politics I'm not going to agree with. But after being on the show, he puts up a, an MLK thing on his Instagram and he is in regular contact with all the guys on the show. Like these these guys made friends with all of these dudes.
1: Yeah, that conversation that he had um, in the car, yeah, in the car coming back from Atlanta with um, Karamo. Yeah, Karamo. I mean, it was like it was very it was very heartwarming to see that. And it, it, the the point was that we both need to come and have a conversation. We got to, you know, we need to 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 swing back to the somewhere. In in a central bubble, and get away from these polar si- opposites.
0: And you know, Corey makes a point. He said, "We we don't want all cops to be lumped in with the ten percent of these guys who are just doing it, doing horrible shit, killing guys." Yeah, you know that puts all law enforcement in danger. So that's where I'd like to see law enforcement, and they do because I do follow people. I have friends on the left and on the right, and I follow what the right says. I don't just bathe myself. I don't even watch CNN. I I can't. I really can't stand CNN for for many reasons. I just I think there's mouthpieces for both sides. Um, I try to try to get the news. Try to what's happening. What's the pulse beat? And this came along and just kind of knocked me out. It was like they're trying to do something. Yes, there's this wonderful. I love me a makeover show. Um, I don't watch a ton of them. You
1: no, know, see, that's the thing. We don't we, we are we don't watch a lot of reality. This it's genre is any. is not you know something that thing. we yeah.
0: And I'm not looking down on people who do. I just don't. I used to watch a lot of makeover stuff at one point in my time, and then when when reality was young, when it was like real world and shit like that, I think I watched it. But when it started feeling like the same fucking show, just different players, and it's so story produced. And then everybody's got to shill something, and then C-list stars, you know, and it just gets so – and it's very negative.
1: Yeah. And yeah. I don't
0: need that – if I'm going to watch, like, reality and negative shit, I'll watch a fucking documentary and learn something.
1: Or I don't I'll, want to watch fake yeah.
0: people, you yeah. know, fake movie stars, be movie stars fighting and shit.
1: Or, like, um, Unreal we will watch something, something – uh, I'll watch a bit about it. Yeah, a little bit of that. I mean, if I, want, if I wanted to get into what that world is, it's and it's just – Again, it's just not a world that we play in a lot. And,
0: hey, I'm not trying to act like I'm better than nobody. Because when when Jersey Shore was on TV, I loved to watch those orange kids hit each other. Yeah, I love that fucking show, man.
1: He drank that one up.
0: Snooki was my girl. Like I've said before, if I had ever had children, probably be Snooki. Um, Like a redneck version. I'm sure like in one of those future MTV shows, my daughter-to-be could have been is on that show. But what I love about Queer Eye then and what I love about now is they're, they're transforming the person, not just like giving them a new coat of paint, like not a new haircut and an outfit. Even the old show, by the way, those people, uh, you know, Carson and Tom and Jay and Ted and, and Kyan, they were, they were, they reached out to the person too. And they did have these soulful talks with them. And it feels like the old show. It also feels like its own new thing because they're really taking on. All of the issues. But I don't feel like it's soapboxy. It isn't to me. Um, I think they just kind of let it happen, let the conversations kind of happen naturally, no one rolls in with the agenda. Obviously, these guys are five different kinds of gay. You got Jonathan who's the over the top, you know, really campy femme queen. And I've loved him since Gay of Thrones.
1: Yeah, I like I like that. That uh, that was a what was that? that was on the internet, right? I think it's on Funnier Die. Funnier Die. And we love him.
0: And and you know, Anthony is that kind of you don't you wouldn't know he was gay. He's kinda of like that guy. I've known a lot of guys like him. I've known a lot of Jonathan's, a lot of a lot of Antony's that like I'd know them for years and, and they'd show up with their boyfriend to an office party or their husband and you'd be like, Oh, okay. You didn't know. Karamo, I thought he was straight I thought, well, we're gonna have a straight guy on Queer Eye. Um, but again, I'm not trying to, I am I hope I'm not getting into trouble with the community and I don't mean to be, uh, I, I'm not because I don't want to ever offend. And I think we're in a new world of, of being inclusive and trying to understand people's perspective and labels are really weird and I don't like labels. I just, what I'll just like to say is these people are coming in representing, a lot of different attitudes and point of views of the community,
1: and and they even addressed that yeah. in in one of their episodes. Yeah, you know, um, was it AJ? Right. Yeah, AJ is the one like, he's I in don't, the closet. I don't want to. I
0: don't want to be feminine. I need.
1: I want to be conservative. Mm-hmm. And
0: because um, it's hard to be black and no. gay in the South, I know this. My black gay friends try to be black gay back in I don't know nineteen eighty two, and even before. Right. So, I, I feel all of this, but I also, I was posting about uh, Queer Eye last night, talking about just recommending it to, to friends, and I had a friend, you know, online say, I don't know if I'm feeling Jonathan, you know, she didn't say it that way, she didn't say it as cool as I just said it, she was like, I don't know about Jonathan, I'm having a really hard time with him, without saying the thing of like, the over-the-top femme guy, and and I defended that going, I don't know Jonathan uh, Van s but... I feel like Jonathan is being his true self. I feel like he came out of the womb like this. And when you're true to yourself and you're out in the world, there's just a vulnerability about him that I love. You know, and and people see the, the high camp and he's loud and he's a lot and he's squealing and jumping around. But there's also a boldness to that and and the, I think it's a vulnerability.
1: Yeah. And, and he, that, is, yeah.
0: he is deep in rural fucking Georgia wearing a plaid skirt and an off the shoulder blouse in an American Legion with a bunch of people who look like they want to murder him. Yeah. And he does get vibed out when he's getting a haircut from one of the guys.
1: Um,. Oh, is that with the, the, um, those people in the corner that were just eyeballing them? There
0: was that, but he just, he ignored them. And that's in Tom Jackson's makeover. But I want to say. Cause
1: I was, I was trying to look for that after you told me and I was like, I couldn't find it.
0: No, they were in the corner giving like eyes. Uh, like, who the fuck is
1: this? I felt like that at, at the American Legion a little bit. Yeah, too. of course.
0: Yeah. And you know, for Jonathan to be out there and to be, that's hard shit, guys. Try it, you
1: know? That and that's the reason why I think I like it a lot is that. You know, every one of these guys, are they're owning whoever they are.
0: Yes, they are. And they're encouraging these men. Exactly. This is what they're, and they're reaching out to them to go, like with Tom Jackson in the beginning. Like that first episode, I said, you know, I think I'm remembering this correctly. Back in the, the original show, there was a couple of hard cases where you're like, oh. And again, they had a day to sort someone out. So you don't want to get a guy that you got to. Transform in a day, and you got to do a lot of work. And Tom, he's fifty-seven, and God bless him. When they started at the beginning of this, I thought I would have put him around seventy-five. He looks rough. Um, not only does he have the lupus, doesn't help, but he's he's a chain smoker. He's a heavy drinker. He eats a lot of Mexican food daily. What
1: is it? What is it? A um, a redneck margarita. Redneck margarita. Tequila and
0: Mountain Dew. Was that uh, what it was? Yeah. That I mean I don't know. I mean. I I try it. I am I am a redneck. So, but Tom is like this. What I loved about Tom, and I, let's go let's go episode by episode. Okay. So episode one, because I think Tom's probably one of my favorites
1: in yes. the entire series. Well, it was a good launching point.
0: Yeah, you know. because again, I know guys like Corey. I know guys like Tom Jackson. These sweet guys. Who and again, we don't know. Tom never says anything untoward. He never says anything that's racist or homophobic or any of that. But you know, he's deep where he is in Dallas, Georgia.
1: Well, there was that the, the they're driving the car and he's asking if if any of the two guys in there are married. Yep. And then he's like, he asks, "Who's the woman and
0: who's the man?" Yeah. And then they they and they have a chance to have the conversation. Yeah. And Tom's like, "I don't know."
1: He's like, I but didn't. Then, yeah.
0: Here's Tom who. Who goes from, and he's not even reluctant. He's open from the very beginning of being around these guys. He's lonely. He wants to get back together with uh, one of his ex wives. He's been divorced three times. He wants to get back together with Abby. And his daughter reached out to the Fab Five and said, Hey, you know, my dad might be a great candidate for this. So, what they do with him almost immediately is you see them approach him with respect and with kindness. And they don't know this man, but they love this guy. They just they embrace him, and in doing that, it if he had any kind of guard up, and we don't, we never see it. His guard is down. He is like, like they go to the mattress store, and it's Jonathan and Bobby. You're jumping on the bed in a pile, and then he jumps right on top of them. Like I'm just going to join in. He's having a good old time. And see, there's a lot of people that I know in the South that will swear up and down that they hate black people, or they hate gay people. Uh, they hate other and then if they spend any time with them in a natural setting. I've seen I've seen this happen so many times in real life where they just melt like sweet butter in the sun.
1: It isn't isn't not 'Cause that, they're not exposed to Yeah. It. They're not you're not exposed to We're it. We're very self segregating
0: in the South. Exactly.
1: And you're taught to fear a certain thing. Absolutely. And I was I was taught that. Yeah. And it's that it's that perpetuation of the uh that ignorance and and, and, and Partially through um, the the mouthpieces that they use.
0: Well, there's also a real fear there. I mean, because I, it just as it was uh, when I was a kid, you were not to mix with black kids because of all of these awful reasons that were given. But if you were caught, there were consequences. Um, and I'm not going to go into it. But there was an incident where someone died because they interacted with someone of the other ethnicity. And let it go. You need a sneeze. Let it happen. Let it happen. It's just natural life, and uh, you know I had a I had a black boyfriend, and if my brother had known, um, yeah, bless you. If he had known, I, I would have feared what would have happened to him. Do you know what I mean? So we would have to we had to hide our relationship, and although things have really lightened up in the south, we still live in a world where people can get murdered pretty easily, and so that uneasiness that. You may not have a problem with the other person, but your own kind doesn't want you to mix, and it happens from both sides of this. Yeah, so everybody self segregates, correct? And then, especially in rural Georgia, in Atlanta, it's a little bit, it's a little bit different. So for Tom to be so open, you know, to with these guys, and he's hanging out with Jonathan and they're getting st- and i don't think neither one of them care they're just doing their segment in this uh, place and he's hanging out with karamo you know and at the end of it first of all they make tom look amazing he has these beautiful blue eyes they've sh- uh, they showed him how to calm down his skin with ice pack and green stick that's jonathan's brilliantness and then tan puts him in clothes that actually just they give him a stateliness he's even in shorts not his jorts, but in his new tan shorts and his new flat cap, and he looks like what did he say? He looks like he,
1: you, the uh, Ulysses S. Grant,
0: which I have never heard the phrase ever on television. The most brilliant line probably in this is, "You." This is from Jonathan when he's he's finished with the the squaring off of the beard. He goes, U, "Ulysses S. Grant, yes, Queen." You know, it's like yes, girl or whatever. And I was like, I don't think I would ever uh, see that sentence put together. But then they give him some new glasses, tan. But when Tan puts the glasses on him.
1: It totally changes his face. It totally
0: changes him. And then uh, Anthony shows him how to make his favorite stuff with all a, a lot less sugar and with natural ingredients. How to make his own guac. How to make his own margaritas without you know pouring all that sugar in there. And then, of course, Bobby gave uh, a makeover to his rented basement apartment. I mean, he just took it to just very sad green room with a very disgusting chair in it to what did Abby call it? Look like a hotel room but like a really posh one at the W and then they transformed his backyard. And you could see something kind of uh, revitalized between Tom and Abby. And I hope that they, you know, I hope those two crazy kids are still out there dating and hanging out. But Tom is like, you could see a sort of a defeat in Tom and he cries at the end. You know, it's like, the, he's very grateful for these guys, and they're very grateful to him. And they're, they're, they're reaching into the man and talking about, stop calling yourself ugly. We don't see that. That's, that's where you give in. And we do this all so often. I do it myself. I just go, fuck it. You know, I'm 50 pounds overweight. I don't like the way I look. No, no haircut works. Screw it. I'm just going to give in. And then this show just really renewed me about, it's never too late to change yourself. Karamo said that. Was it Karamo who said that? It's never too late to change. Or is it Jonathan? Jonathan said this. Jonathan gives great advice, by the way. He's not just a bunch of catchphrases. He said, you can always change. And you can. It doesn't matter if you're 56, 78, 81, 13. You can always change. And it doesn't take a whole lot of things. Sometimes it takes a physical tweak to get you going. But it's really on the inside. That we have to change, and that that's always been a theme of the show.
1: Yeah, and and they and they they're addressing it not only by the way they they interact with the person, you know, but they're very empowering. Yes, I mean, and the words that they use, and and to try to change the mind frame of you know being defeatist or or scared,
0: right, or accepting it the way it is, yeah. or yeah, and habits. We all fall into habits, which goes into the next one. Um, Episode 2, Saving Sasquatch. Neil Reddy, I love him. I'm following him now on Instagram. He's a funny-ass dope dude. That, that
1: was one of my favorite ones because he's funny. He is
0: funny. He's funny in real life walking around. You know, he's great. And they're all touching him. He's like, oh, you're all touching It's me. uncomfortable now. It's really uncomfortable. Well, it
1: started off with, like they're running towards him, and then he's running away from <laughs> with him. With this dog forever, <laughs>
0: like, ah! Uh, so Neil Reddy, 36, he's an app developer in Atlanta, has a sweet-ass place Um my phone is letting me know that I have an email notification. I should turn my phone off. So he's got this full-on Sid hard a beard and and hair. And frankly, I loved it
1: when he pulled when he when they were in the in the um, trying clothes on. And yeah, he, and he pulled pulls it back up, in a top knot. I thought See, that looked cool.
0: I. Honestly, this is where guys, if you ever listen to this show, Fab Five, I love you all, but here's the thing. I don't think Neil should have cut his hair that short. I, I loved the full beard. I know what mom wanted and there's a lot of pressure for moms, you know, especially Indian moms to like be like, you need to do what I say. Um, but I, I kind of, I liked him and maybe he could have chopped off a couple of inches of the beard and maybe about four or five inches off the hair. I don't know. I liked the long hair. I, yeah. but again, like he said
1: I liked it up and not yeah. out.
0: But I had to say airport security's probably not feeling him so much. That's, he made that joke. You know. And if I, I'm not I'm not dating that dude, I don't know what it'd be like, you know, having sex with that guy. If he's on top, like what you're smothering to death. He's like smothering you with his hair. Does he does he does he braid it? And then that's weird, then you're getting hit in the sternum with that. I don't know. I don't know. It's a lot to deal with, and if a guy doesn't take care uh, care of his hair, like if it's long or his beard, it is like one of the most horrifying things to
1: experience. (laughs) Just going, just going back to the um,
0: to Tom, (laughs) Tom
1: (laughs) when he's getting it trimmed. What what is Jonathan? He's like, I can smell the cigarettes. (laughs) I'm
0: getting so hot (laughs) just off of this smoky beard, and then Tom just loses his shit. Yeah, so again, it's like uh I don't I'm glad Neil's happy. But I feel like that haircut made him look like somebody's pop. He's still cute. I still think Neil is cute, but I just kind of liked him more like
1: it, it it the the look, the edge of that look mm-hmm. matched his the edge of of who exactly, he, is, he was thought. a little
0: system of the down, like he said. He was the black, uh, he was the Indian member of Coldplay. <laughs> After trying on some of the clothes, I, you know, I like the style they gave him. I think the style was great. But by the way, if you have a, a wider neck, we know, don't button your shirt all the way to the top. I'm sure I'm surprised that Tan did that, you know, to him. Later on, when he did his, you know, you have the thing at the end of the Fab Five Watch, the person uh, fly solo with entertaining in their new outfit and getting ready and whatever. I'm so glad that Neil opened the top button. Um, but yeah, Neil, I love him, and his dog, Forever, are amazing. Episode 3, Doe. This is the Corey drop. We're talking about this guy. He's the cop. He's a former Marine. His buddy, Henry, also a fellow cop. Uh, recommends him and there's a very tense moment in the opening of this episode where they get pulled over and karamo happens to be driving so here's a brown man driving in rural georgia gets oh, pulled yeah. over by very that's right. and henry i feel like henry has done this before you know like he can be that cop you know, that cop who's kind of triggery fingery looking in his face
1: he was he was really upset
0: yeah, Karama was very upset, and it made Tan very nervous. Now, one thing that I just read a while ago is that they told Bobby this was going to happen in case they it started to go really, really south. He's going to go, hey, God, this is a setup. Don't freak out.
1: Okay, so somebody in the car knew. So
0: they told Bobby, because Bobby's kind of the mama hand of the group. They're like, just... We're going to let this play out. But if it goes too far, put the kibosh on it. And you saw Jonathan's reaction. Jonathan's face dropped out of his. And I know that his thing is kind of somewhat up front in an act. Sometimes with Jonathan, his face dropped. He was deadly serious. And he was taking pictures with his phone back at the car. And he was starting to take video. And that's when Anthony said, oh, okay, don't do that. Please don't fucking do that. Don't get this guy worked up and i felt for a second this is a bit and then i'm like well maybe it's not a bit and when henry was there i was like henry's got a look on his face it doesn't look cool but then i was like no this the way they're shooting it gave it away for me it's like oh he's just fucking with him
1: yeah well i mean i thought it was gonna be a bit too and then i just saw the because those when they're driving those cameras are just placed in those cars right yeah there's no i mean there's nothing else. But when
0: I saw the car, the camera person outside the car, I'm like, would they have gotten out of the car? They're shooting Henry. Through yeah. the okay, you know what I'm So that. Yeah. So then yeah. I was like, no. But later on, Karama would tell Corey in that ride back from Atlanta. You know, I didn't like that. I, didn't, I And when he first pulled us over, I'm like, oh my god, I'm now gonna do a makeover for his friend. He was like, I just the whole thing kind of rattled me and made me upset. You know, and then later on when they're playing in the squad car in Corey's driveway, you know, Jonathan and Bobby are in there messing around, or or Anthony. Karamo's just not, he's not cool with being around the the squad car and the siren and the whole thing because, and he tells Corey, he says, my son didn't want to get his driver's license because he didn't want to be out there in the world. Yeah. And then they, they they had their conversation. Corey said, you know, Black Lives Matter. They need to have their voice heard. And then... um. You know, uh I'm totally blanking on his name. Karamo is like, yeah, and, and I, I got. It. I think they had a kind of a moment, the beginnings of a moment, and now they of where they can understand each other. And those guys text each other now, and they reach out to each other.
1: Now, I mean, like they're still friends.
0: Yes, like they're actually in real life friends. Um. And that's that's what we say. That's that's where we need to start right now because we can't just go Hillary, MAGA, fuck Obama, Trump's a piece of shit, blah, blah, blah. I mean, Trump's pretty bad, guys. you got to admit that Trump... Come on if you can't see it. I saw Bill Clinton for what he was, guys, and the shady shit that Obama did do. Come on, liberals. He did some shady shit a couple of times. Can we talk about Bin Laden? And Hillary arrogance snotty just thinking she had it won turning this whole thing into an elitist game i got fingers to point in all kinds of different directions and so far very few of our politicians are actually doing their fucking job which is serving the people okay so that's my stance on politics but you gotta admit trump is a piece of shit come on now come on now um but that doesn't mean that the people who support him are automatically something. Do you know what I mean? Yep. And I don't like the name. I mean, on Twitter all the time, and people are just. So all we're going to do is sit here for whatever time and just call each other fucking names. Okay. It literally does snowflake, cuckold, asshole, dumb, libtard, blah, blah. You know, guys, after a while, it just becomes meaningless so, we need to have a conversation, yeah, school shooting just happened. Seventeen people in Parkland, Florida. People are pretty hot about it. We need to have a conversation. We need to have a fucking conversation, not go to each other, and then just double down on the same five things that pro gun says.
1: Well, the problem is is that the no, other side says no one's having that conversation no, no one wants to the kids, and The cool the kids, thing about I, this show I is think that the, yeah I think they, the, you know they. They're having that conversation. They're
0: having that conversation. in a way that isn't people standing on either side of a line screaming at each other. Because that tends to not get anything much done. I'm not saying I'm down on marching or protesting. I'm just saying this show is trying to do something. A step in any direction is what I'm looking for at this point. You know? To understand one another and stop making—I fo- hate football politics. I'm a liberal, therefore I believe. And here's the checklist: I'm a, you know, Republican, and this is what I believe. Here's a checklist. I can—I jump back and forth across those checklists all the fucking time, and I think this show is showing that you can do. You can have gay friends. You can maybe not even, you know, in your heart of hearts, you can still think it maybe is a sin, but you love your neighbor and you respect that gay person in front of you or trans or pan or that, bi
1: and that was brought up also in this yes in one of the episodes
0: absolutely they talk about all of these things in a very i think easy to understand way while well, we're also being entertained it's not just one big you know political tirade we're all no, and we're not, all tired yeah, of that not, shit it's not it's not exhausted. it's man. not
1: just like a You know, a California no liberal, open minded type of yeah. You know, it's not. It's 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 like the two coasts, the two ideas. Like you said, they went into they're in Georgia. Mm -hmm. They they took themselves out of their comfort zone and went into a completely different state. Yes, that for the probably uh, the majority of people there do not believe in what they believe in.
0: I would have to say, yeah. I would have to say that you'd you'd find that they're probably
1: outnumbered. And they came in with generosity. They came in with openness. And they, they came in with confidence.
0: They did. And they were also very, what I loved about them, they were loving with these guys. Yeah. They were like, how do you, like with Corey, it's like, you know how you need to look nice for your wife when you go out. You throw on a shirt and a pair of gym shorts, you know, and you need to look nice for your wife. That you know is giving you two children, and for yourself, for you to look good. And at the end, you know, Corey he looks so good in that suit, that fitted suit that they did for him. It looks beautiful. And you know what? The cool thing about it is Corey keeps it up, and he's He texts pictures to. Uh, to Tan and go, I got these shoes today. And they had purchased the same shoes. He goes, I have the very same shoes. So he's keeping oh, up his that's style. Cool. That's, that's cool. really cool. Neil actually uh, texts and pu- posts pictures of the food that he makes to Anthony Because he's gotten back into cooking. And he's showing him all the new little things that he's been learning and teaching. And he's, he's sending those to Anthony. So in these eight episodes... This is not just, hey, we're going to use up your life for our content on television and then throw you away and then go off and you know walk down the red carpet and, and fuck you. You're a hillbilly that we use for whatever. They made lasting friendships, and you you see it happening, and it stays with you. That's why the show is so groundbreaking. Let's go on to the next one. I've got four more episodes to go. Uh, to gay or not to gay, this is Anthony A.J. Brown. He's 32 in Atlanta. He's the one who wasn't out um he didn't come out to his father before he passed he always regretted it so his whole thing is to come out to his stepmother Heyday and um it was important to him but he says something very real about why he hasn't come out so this is a, a very important relationship i don't have very much family this is very this woman means a lot to me i think she had known him since he was 12 right and um this, for all intents and purposes, is mom's. So what she thinks matters. And he said this could this could have an impact on the rest of my life if it goes south.
1: And also, he's a civil, oh, a civil engineer. Yeah, or that's a pretty like conservative he, job. And, now, yeah. look,
0: Atlanta is a gay mecca. When I lived there, I don't know if this is still true. They had the gay yellow pages. I mean, it was it was had huge gay community, um, LGBTQI, a. Um, All of that was there, but there was a strange thing because it is a, I would say, I don't know what the statistics are now, but then majority uh, African-American city. So in that community, you can't really be that out. And they do address that in the episode. So I see Anthony's, I see that, you know, and then his friends who are like maybe hairdressers or in another more creative thing, People kind of don't mind you being a little bit more flamboyant or out there or showing who you are. I'm not saying gay always equals flamboyant, guys. I'm just saying, like, you can be more yourself, whatever yourself is. So they take him to a comfortable place, I think. And then in the, in the, in the, the going through his closet, talk about metaphors, they find some kinky shit in there. <laughs> Karamo's like, you into some kinky shit. You ain't fooling nobody. Um, And he does end up coming out to and She is, uh, I don't think she even, she doesn't say like anything really except for I love you and I'm cool with you and I love you. No. You know, I'm here for you. You're going to be here for me. And then she was happy to meet uh, his boyfriend, Dre. So, but his place was one of the ones where I was like, dang. They really transformed his space.
1: Yeah, they, they turned it into... I mean, it was like just the way... Not the way he had it, but it was a sweet spot. It's AJ like was a, just nasty. Yeah, he just didn't know how to... Oh, he knows how no. to. He's
0: he's an engineer. He's a bright, bright human being. You know you nasty. <laughs> I think he lived in the gym, and maybe he goes to Dre's house. If I was Dre, I wouldn't like go and be in that nasty bed in the living room. He did have a swing in his living room, though. Hi! Um... Must be fun. I remember my 30s. So I love cute little AJ. And he looked so hot without that scraggly beard on. He also didn't know how to use a razor.
1: Oh, that's right. The he clippers. Had too. They they shaved his Yeah, beard.
0: and Karamo's like, dude. But Jonathan, uh, I think, worked him through it. Oh. And the hairdresser he went to there in Atlanta, I forget his name now. He's awesome. Like that dude. If you look at the episode, I should probably... Find it, but um, he's
1: out of Atlanta.
0: Yeah, he's kind of known. I've seen him on a couple of other shows. He's he's really he's the guy you go to. He does the black hair. Uh, I think he also does other styles too, like other ethnicity hair, ethnic hair. Not sure. Don't want to talk out of school. Uh, My least favorite episode was Camp Rules. Uh, That was Bobby Camp. Not because I don't like Bobby. He seems like a very sweet man. He's a Christian man. He has a lot of children with six kids with his cute wife. Uh, But Bobby's just kind of, you know, he's not very present. But what what gets you about Bobby is that he is just this hardworking dude. He's got two jobs. He works himself to the bone. He sleeps about an hour and a half every night. And um, Jonathan did him good. They groomed him up nice. Tan got him in some good fashion. Bobby turned their crazy hoarder house into he. some magic was created there and some and some organization and some beauty and peace. And then um,
1: I didn't, you know, to be honest, I, that one, um, the Bobby camp, Remington and Joe, the next three, I thought were a little off. They were off. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, we'll get to it. They weren't. They weren't you know they were just they didn't bring the same as as the other ones and then the finale, but the only good thing about the Bobby Camp one was when Bobby and Bobby had that conversation Bobby's had
0: a talk yeah. about
1: religion and how you see because, because Bobby asked him he said, you know are, you probably think what is it homosexuality is a sin or something and, and he was like, well, you know he had this 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 view that it's like you still have to love." Your neighbor.
0: God told me to love my neighbor. Yeah.
1: So that uh, and, was an interesting and, and the thing conversation.
0: Was Bobby, Bobby, Bobby grew up in the South in the church. Yeah. And he went to church, he said, what, five, six, seven days a week? He was always in the church. Mm-hmm. And he did his best to not be gay. And again, I know this story so well, backwards and forwards. How many boys that I know and several girls in the deep South. Who cried. I remember my first boyfriend when I was 13. He was. He struggled with it. He didn't know he was. I knew he was. I had a couple of uncles, you know. Single uncles. Who were of a certain. There was just certain way about him. You know. And I was like. I think you might be. Uh, and he was like, no, 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 and he cried, and his dad was up in the church and stuff like that. So, and his coming out was very painful. I mean, they tried to commit him to an, an you know, a psych ward. All this shit happened. So, I don't know every little piece of Bobby Burke's story, but you know, he had this kind of conversation with the other Bobby, and that was tough.
1: Yeah, that was that was really the best part of that. I think for me was 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 that. 'Cause I just feel like as soon as
0: that camera crew rolled away, those kids towed that house yeah. to the ground. <laughs> now the camp children just maybe need some discipline. That little boy just alone probably just tore the house up. Uh, the Renaissance of Remington. Now I don't know. I liked this one because I love Remy. I think Remy
1: No, he 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 was cool. I yeah. mean and what they did was cool, but it, it I didn't have that same like. Well, Remy had a shit together. Yeah.
0: Remy is just young. and he just, hasn't had and, a chance yeah. to go out and do anything. Yeah. And the thing of it is, he was stuck in like his grand. He wasn't stuck. He was, he was living in his grandmother's house that hadn't been updated since the 70s. But I since gotta his tell mom you. mom lived
1: there as a kid. Yeah, he was
0: living in his mom's bedroom yeah. since she was a kid. What I loved about it though is it was fucking fabulous. And he had lost his grandma the year before. Um, and in losing his grandmother and, and also being there when his father died nine years prior and giving him CPR and watching his father pass away. That's right. It had a lot yeah. of just tenderness for Remington, Remy. And his best friend's name is Ponder. Remy and Ponder. What two beautiful, I love those names. And Remington is just this beautiful, amazing man who wants to start his business And his mom wants him to get unstuck. You know, normally it's the mom, like, don't change a thing.
1: Did they ever say what kind of business he wanted to start? Because I never got, I always, it was like the business. And I'm like, well, what is the business? I think
0: they might have said it, but it went over my head. Um, He started his business plan and then he'd stop. I mean, it's kind of hard, it's daunting. Uh, to get started. But the thing that they did was they they brought this madman feel. Okay, let's go back to the How the House is when we see it. I I didn't have production designer friends who would have gone in there and just peed all over themselves because this thing was just perfection. It was like a set designer literally nailed down 1972. I mean, show enough. It was gorgeous. But then again, do I want to live in that? Probably not. You're also kind of feeling like you're living in the shadow of... You know, it's kind of a, a not a he said he loved his grandma and he didn't really want to like give her to her stuff. So these guys come in and they turn it, they do this sort of combination of Cuba and Madman. He wants to go to Cuba. That's right. Then he's a Madman guy yeah. and he loves his what? He loves Don his whiskey. His- is it whiskey that he likes? Yeah. So he goes on a whiskey tasting thing. But it felt like for Remington. It was like the beginning of of being a grown-up 101. They teach him how to cook. He makes his own version of mac and cheese. He's bringing, maybe he's going to have the family dinners come back to the house because that's their traditional place to go. So he's thinking about that. He's having the confidence to go, you know, we'll come back to Grandma's house now because, you know, him and his sister and um, I don't know if that's his step daddy but they you know they were at the house and ponder was there and maybe it was ponder's dad i think it was ponder's dad who came and you know he's cooking you can see that family sitting there at the table and you're like i can see me doing this every year and traditions in the south are cool so joe let's get to joe joe seems to be a funny guy but as a subject as of this episode he gave me nothing I think he's a, he's probably got a career as a really cuz he was hiding all this shit from them like he was like texting this girl he was going to be on the show and he ends up being really really funny and he lands a couple of good jokes but he's the guy who lives in his parents house right next door and they gave him a cute little ikea
1: Basement thing apart yeah
0: and that you know they they fixed his hair they cut off that that kind of I don't know that really he had like a creepy look to him yeah in the beginning at the end, he just looked like a, a less well, he's not well,
1: I don't know what well, less creepy,
0: less creepy, <laughs> which for a comedian, being kind of creepy can help.
1: Yeah, I gives mean, you an edge. Hopefully, you know, hopefully he 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 gets a break with his yeah, his career. He's 33, you he's know. got a
0: shot, he can still get out there and get it done. He can, you, hey, you can gig. You know, in that whole area, you can gig and you can you can make a living. So he's got he's got a solid foundation. Yeah. Uh, and they rebranded him below average Joe, and uh, I think it's Karamo builds him a new website and they get him some pictures taken. And Then they 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 really fix those pictures up. That photographer is amazing and the retouch is amazing. And I'm glad he already has a, a girl he was texting with who knows him in real life because if I saw those pictures and then met him in real life, he'd be like, I'm sorry, what? The fuck. So, so but that, those pictures are for website for his audience. So that, that audience. girl
1: was already.
0: That's how, what I got from it. The yeah. fat fiber, like, well, who is this chick? Yeah. You, yeah, huh, you've been hooking this up. So, yeah. Because he was making moves on her there at the end. It's just kind of like he was a little bit too happy to get down in the basement and do the dirty deed. I can't think about it. No. Gross. Sorry, Joe. You don't want to see me get down with anybody either. All right. The last one is Hose Before Bros. Jeremy Holmes liked him. He grew on me. Um, I think I liked the older guy, the fire chief who recommended him. He was probably my favorite guy in the episode. Chief was cool. The hot fireman was really fun. Superman. Superman. You get to save a cat. Yeah, and I didn't even really realize that Jeremy kind of felt that way about... um, all of them until that end. So his ending monologue was a little bit, oh, oh. So what I find, here's an interesting thing. So a lot of people of a certain age don't know about this show. Like you don't, you had never heard of it, right? Never heard of Queer Eye. What probably did wasn't on your
1: radar at all. I had heard of it. Oh, you had? Yeah, I just never watched it. Did you know what it was? I, th- I thought it was, because it was Queer Eye, uh, for the straight for guy, for the straight guy, and mm-hmm. I thought it was just a makeover show for straight guys that gay guys would you know teach them how to dress. And I, I did not realize that they were going to do like a culture thing, and then the the living situation. Right. I didn't know it was that in, involved. I just thought it was a, another one of these reality makeover shows. Right.
0: And there's a lot of that.
1: And, I, and, and, and again, I. I <laughs> Didn't realize it was until you told me it was on Bravo, and it's like even now I don't watch Bravo. So right,
0: I don't watch a whole lot of Bravo now. I used to. Sometimes I do. I get over there, but I don't know. It's gotten so. I I don't like. I'll pop in and watch a Kardashian every once in a while. I love me some Chloe, so I like to keep up with what she's doing because I like. I especially like to watch the episodes where Chloe tells Kim to go fuck herself. Um, That's my favorite. Is Chloe the one who who was married to Omar? She just had the baby. I don't know. I think it's Chloe. The one who's got a real body. Um who took a lot who took the right amount of time to lose her weight, right on. Um that's the one. I will pop over there and I love Andy Cohen. I love his um you know his, his it's his network and and I think doesn't Bravo now have they have drag race, so I'll probably see that.
1: Is that where RuPaul's is he? I on? think it
0: was at MTV Logo, and then I think it went to. Uh
1: and then they do all, all I know is they do a lot of the housewife stuff.
0: Yeah, and I watched those early housewife shows. I don't know what the original one was, it might have been out of LA. And,
1: I think it was the Beverly Hills. Yeah,
0: and then it was like somebody threw somebody's wine in their face, and just wasn't as satisfying as seeing like Snooky get punched. Or Snooki punching someone, or Snooky getting arrested on or the beach. Or somebody
1: punching somebody for hey, Snookie. I mean, just
0: saying, you can't. Jersey Shore is my standard. You, if you, you cannot put the, all of that. They could, they, even its own, even Jersey Shore couldn't capture that magic in a bottle. You know? None of them
1: could capture it apart no, from that You don't want show. to see the
0: situation <laughs> next season, yeah. season three. You don't want to see the situation in real life. You don't want to know what that is. But it does make me feel kind of gross and I need a shower. So I don't really, I, I don't watch The Bachelor and all that kind of stuff either, as I've said many times. Well, that's times.
1: a major network, isn't it? Yeah,
0: everybody yeah. loves that shit. I just don't, for me, all I see is a bunch of people who can't, who, who are not making it as a real actor. No offense to anyone who's on those shows, but they're not, you know, it's hard out there for a pimp. You know, it's hard to get a job for actors. I would never want to be one. You audition your dick off. You're in the business forever, and sometimes, you know, it just never happens. But I feel like these people, like, this is an opportunity for me to be on a show. Well, I don't want to see the people who can't get booked on regular shows on a show.
1: Well, that's what I'm thinking. It's like, And I haven't done any research, but does, has anyone who's been on The Bachelor gone on to anything else other than – I wouldn't know. I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean – Because we've never had the conversation, oh, there's this is new show. Oh, he was, he came from The Bachelor. <laughs> he was the guy on The Bachelor. He's for me, it was, role it's always, something. we go,
0: yeah. we recognize people from The Wire. Yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Game, Game of was Thrones. Game empire. Yeah, we know all the British Town actors. Navi. Yeah, we yeah. know all the British actors because we watch all the British shit <laughs> in The Wire. He's the guy from The
1: Bachelor. If
0: you watch The Wire, you know just about every black actor that's yeah. out there because everybody who's black's been on The Wire. You know, if you
1: watch um, Downton Abbey, you you pretty much know every British.
0: Or Game of Thrones. If you watch Game Game of of Thrones Thrones, and Downton Abbey, or Doctor Who, or Doctor Who. If you watch Doctor Who, you've seen everybody who ended up on Downton Abbey and Game of Thrones. Yeah, so I liked, I liked it, and you know, I I didn't know, I had a feeling that you would like this show, even though we don't do reality.
1: No, yeah, but I, I, I I thoroughly enjoyed it because I, I, I enjoyed. The especially because of the climate that we live in, yeah, especially of what's going on is that this was very much a um like I was telling you, it's like it's like the world you want to live in, yeah, it's how you want to be well treated. we're at least
0: trying to understand yeah. each other because there's I do remember and it, and again, great again i I don't know where all y'all been, but we've been through some shit ass times. Since I've been alive, I've lived through all kinds of crazy stuff. Didn't matter who was president, shit should be fucked.
1: It's a, te- uh, it's a terrible marketing scheme yeah, plan, and, yeah. and people bought it. And, and then just
0: anybody's, re- I hate rhetoric. I really, any any president's speech that's been written by a speechwriter, state of addresses, stuff like that, I've always tuned out. I'm like, what does this ever even do?
1: It's like listening to a, an acceptance speech at yeah, the Oscars. Yeah. Fuck or something.
0: that. Like, I don't give a shit. Uh, I don't. That has, but you know what? It's the same difference. Your, you know, tearful speech at the Oscars does about the same thing as the State of the Union address. Yeah. And it doesn't matter how polished or how much you can't get through it. I don't give a fuck. It's like, I need to see real shit happening. And everybody, you cannot, by the way, here's the thing. This is why I believe that some of the things I believe. You can't just build a fence around yourself. We all live together on the fucking planet, man. We have to do this. You can't put up a wall and get rid of these and them, you know, especially when you're doing shit that's scarier than ISIS, okay? When you're the fucking threat and you think everybody around you is a threat. And we just label and relabel and name, call, and all that kind of shit. And then on the other side of it, the social justice warrior getting offended about the wind fucking blowing. That shit's getting tired, too. You know? It's like sometimes somebody did something fucking egregious and, we, and it's good to see those motherfuckers get kicked out of power. I mean, I'm surprised that they got, they got Harvey Weinstein. Did they? He hasn't gone to jail yet. Bitches still got his money, but whatever. But then I feel like, what are we doing over here with this one? You know, or this guy did this a long time ago, apologized out the ass, served time over it, and now we're dredging it up like he did it yesterday. Or somebody made a joke that was off color at a Comic Con, and now we're going to throw him on an open pit. There's degrees of all of this, guys. There's degrees of like, I understand. I was just telling people in the very beginning. I understand why a lot of people voted for Trump. I totally get it. I don't think they understood what, who Trump really is. Because Trump don't give a shit about nobody. He don't give a shit about none of you people. He doesn't give a shit about freedom. He's just, get that tax thing fan- finished. He got purchased, y'all. He got bought. A lot of them get bought. All of them get bought to a certain degree. Except for maybe Jimmy Carter. That's probably why he got fucked so hard. But I'm saying everybody get bought. I'm just saying. But everybody who voted for Trump is not a piece of shit. Or an automatic racist. Or an automatic you know. I don't see it that way. Because your parents. They voted for Trump. They're pretty nice lovely people. You know. Um. I know some people that it kind of shocked me when they went, it's kind of like coming out of the closet. Well, I voted for Trump too. I just didn't want the other choice. I totally understand that. This is where we are now. I don't want to re-debate 2016. I don't even want to go back to 2017. And that's where I think the show is. This is where we are right now. And we have to move forward from where we are. And this is how we do that. By There's no one big sweeping way to do it. Like in all of these eight stories... There was no cookie cutter way to approach all of these men's lives. They're all different people. Tom Jackson is not Neil Reddy, is not Corey Waldrop, is not Remington Porter, is not, you know, on and on. And all the white guys, they couldn't be lumped together. I'm sure they would have diametrical, uh, diametrically opposing views on things, right? So, did I get preachy? No. You can answer verbally. We are on a podcast. I'm mean to preachy. I'm just saying we don't really talk about politics a whole lot, but this show is actually going to there, and it's part of um, the content of the show. I do kind of mention it. You know, I don't hide my views, but at the same time, I am not a person who's just going to follow a checklist and say, you're absolutely right about all of these things. Let's get mad at the same shit all the time. And my views, I am able to change my views. You know, I am. And I, what I see in these men is they are, too. I see a change in Corey, even looking at his Instagram. And it doesn't mean that Corey ran across to the other side and started guzzling Kool-Aid and saying, oh, my God, we were all wrong about Trump. He still holds to his values and his reasons for the idea of Trump still appeals to him. What that Tea Party was shooting for. I get what they're shooting for. I'm just saying there's what we all think should happen, and then there's a the reality that we have to live in and how we have to live with each other. We have to. Or we have chaos. And that's why I'm like, thank you guys for bringing this show back this way and making it you know, something that's not just screaming over each other to make our points. Yeah. It's really nice for a change. And you get your your tear ducts cleared out. I cried I cried I watched the show twice each episode twice and I got to I got to cry uh 16 times. <laughs> I think every episode I was like tearing
1: up. Yeah, that it it definitely is a show that'll do it to you.
0: And I think everybody on the show cried at every end of every episode. Probably. I think even Henry when all the 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 Degaduba bros came over to the loft in Atlanta to watch the thing
1: yeah he was he was Henry, crying him and yeah.
0: him and Karamo shared a, a a towel to to wipe their tears so yeah shout out to the show can't wait for season 2 um we were going to do uh we keep talking about doing Mindhunter I think Mindhunter's gone I don't think we're ever going to get that back <laughs> we're not getting caught up to that one just you know we if you promise seen to do it, it, see it. It's see a good it. show. It's really good. It's the opposite of this. It's not very hopeful at all. Um, maybe we'll see some breakthroughs in Holden's story. I've been listening to a new podcast. Dax Shepherd has a podcast called Armchair Expert. It's oddly compelling. I like Dax. I also feel like sometimes that Kristen probably chains him in a basement because he seems kind of feral. Uh, And then he's an example, you know, by the way, of someone that I say represents what I'm talking about. He's not one thing. He's not just one side of a bunch of, you know, he's a bunch of, like all of us, he's a bunch of different things. So I do, I am enjoying uh, Armchair Expert. I got to get you into Atlanta Monster. It's taking some turns that I did not think it was going to take. That's another podcast uh, about the child Atlanta child murders. I are they gonna get Wayne Williams out of jail? I don't know. Tune in. And then we just finished um listening to Slow Burn. We loved that. Uh and I mean like loved. It was just really compelling. So I'm still doing the podcast thing and I'm trying to slowly but surely watch shows that I think we can do a podcast on that's coming. Got any recommendations?
1: Nope. Just waiting for uh, just waiting for my shows to come back on.
0: What are your stories that you're waiting on?
1: Mr. Robot, Game of Thrones, um, Westworld. Westworld's
0: coming back in March. No. Yeah. Next month. Yeah. All right. So we'll be back with Westworld. We'll see if we're going to do episode by episode. Is is a good show? It's a dense show. There's a couple of them coming back. I got a whole list for you. I just need to share it with you. So real quick, who was your favorite guy? Who was your favorite guy on uh queer eye their favorite subject
1: um i liked uh i liked uh the second guy neil neil i thought he was. Pre- I, th- I liked his humor
0: i liked his laugh
1: yeah i thought uh, the a j um
0: anthony a j brown
1: a- that episode was really good and also uh also uh corey the the first the first four of them yeah you know, before they got all the way up to... Uh, they lost you at Remy. No, well, it was it was Bobby. Bobby. It was Bo- the camp. Yeah. That one, Remy. Now yeah. thing about Remy, though, that one really was... A, I'll take that one back. That was a good one. I like that one. And then the um, second to the last one was, you know, a, sort of like... Uh,
0: I you know for me So
1: Joe and Joe and, and Bobby were the weakest ones and I liked yeah. the fire one because it was just fun. Yeah. You know.
0: There was a lot of horsing around that went on there. Yeah. For me I'm gonna say I gotta say of all the personalities and all the men, just just to, uh I like I like sweet people, good people. I'm gonna have to say Tom Jackson. Tom Jackson's my boy. Uh go to the car show with Tom. I could hang with that dude. I could hang with the Romeos all day long. Retired old men eating out. What an awesome acronym. I could chill with him all day. I I could hang with Neil. I could hang with Remy. I could hang with Corey. I could totally get along with Corey. Absolutely. Like I said, I went to high school with a bunch of Coreys. Just good, sweet guys who we just didn't believe the same shit, you know? And they would sit there with a chaw in their mouth and uh, tell you that, and then they'd hug your neck. So I probably could. Probably would roll with Corey. So yeah, I'm uh, gonna let you guys go. Let you uh, finish out your rest of your week or whenever you're listening to this. Take care of yourself. Wear sunscreen. Um, and if you want some good tips ideas for your wardrobe, guys, watch Queer Eye. It's all free. It's right there, happening in front of you.